The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition. Hello, I'm Kimberly King, and welcome to the Mother's Market Podcast, a show dedicated to the truth, beauty, and goodness of the human condition. On today's episode, it's important to protect our skin year-round, but even more so in the summer months. But what type of sunscreen should we be using, and what makes them different? Find out the answers and much more about how to take care of your skin and not get burned this summer. But first up, Caroline Duell is the founder and CEO of All Good, based in Morro Bay, California. All Good makes premium botanical and organic body care products, including good goop, mineral sunscreens, hand sanitizers, and so much more. After years in the combined fields of emergency medicine, wilderness education, and holistic healing, Caroline turned her farm-based making hobby into a business. All Good is certified B Corp, climate neutral, and a 1% for the planet member. Caroline and her husband, Ryan Rich, All Good VP of sales, can be found with their two young nature-loving daughters on the family's organic fruit, herb, flower, and vegetable farm. And we welcome Caroline to the Mother's Market Radio Show. How are you? What a fabulous intro. I love this. Thank you so much. I'm such a pleasure to be here. Thanks. Tell me a little bit about, uh, or tell our audience what your mission is, what your work, and obviously I'm seeing a passion here. So the vision for All Good is that people are inspired to live in balance with nature. And one of the ways that that shakes down is that we believe that through everyday use of body care products, things that we put on and in our body every day, um, it's an opportunity to reconnect with our surroundings. And so we provide people with products that are safe, super effective, really enjoyable to use, and then that they can feel good about using because they're made from uh, really good ingredients. I love it. Timing is everything as well. Very relevant these days, especially with what we're reading in the news and probably something you've known for a long time. And today we're talking about our skin health and especially during summertime and, and the importance of skincare. Uh, so what does skincare, healthy skincare mean to you during the summer? Well, you know, here in the Northern Hemisphere, the sun's higher in the sky. And so that's probably one of the primary concerns is just making sure that people are really careful to protect themselves from the sun, still getting vitamin D. Obviously, you know, exposure to the sun is good, but one of the recommendations even dermatologists has is uh, to cover up one's face and then allow for full exposure in the sun. Um, But when we have prolonged sun exposure, it's really important to protect it. So I think um, summer skincare, is about hydration and um, sun protection. That's great. So let's talk about your best advice or favorite pieces of advice for summer skincare for your routine. What what kinds of routines are you recommending? Well, my family is very active out in the sun almost all day, most days. And so um, what we do as a family uh, is uh, make sure that we're well hydrated. We have good nutrition. We take our vitamin D, which is interesting. All this is kind of an indirect way to actually have a really important effect on the skin, but we come from a holistic approach. So I think that's really important for people to consider and to know. And then when it comes to actual skincare, um, keeping the skin hydrated is really important. So, um, starting the day with a good moisturizer and then, um, if there, if there is going to be sun exposure for us, we like to make sure we protect ourselves with uh, sunscreen, an SPF 30 mineral-based sunscreen, um, particularly on the face and neck, back of the hands, and then the rest of the body, anywhere that's exposed. And ideally, um, one would cover up with um, a hat and or long um, sleeves as well. 
and then just use uh, SPF products um, on the, the face and back of the hands and anywhere that's really getting continually exposed. So, you know, you bring up a good point about the SPF 30. Can you talk just, I'm interjecting this in here right now. Is there a, can you tell me a little bit about the numbers and how important that is? Sure. Uh, the so, SPFs? Yeah, SPF is a sun protection factor. Um, and it's basically um, a rating that gives you a, a level of how much protection your, your skin is getting from, um, from the sun. And it generally, re generally relates to um, the UVA rays. And I know we'll, I mean, the UVB rays, and I know we'll go into that. Um, but um, an SPF 30 is about a 97% protection um, mm. from uh, the harmful rays. And so that's an interesting thing that I think is really important for people to understand is more or a bigger number is not necessarily better because the protection that you get from an actual lotion or covering your skin is going to tap out at about SPF 50. Um, that's a 98% and potentially a little bit higher than 98% um, protection. But after that, you could see on a chart that it literally just goes flat. So the FDA has actually recognized that and rewritten their monograph um, to uh, really talk about the importance of SPF 30, SPF 50. SPF 15 is kind of a baseline, um, but for sensitive skin or for longer um, or for, you know, higher elevation or water or uh, more exposure, SPF 30 or 50 are a good way to go. Thank you. That's really interesting. And it's interesting to hear the FDA has, has recognized that now as well. Um, how does summer skincare relate to or differ from skincare the rest of the year? And I would imagine it depends on where you are. Um, yeah, absolutely. Depends on the climate and one's exposure, yeah. but the rest of the year is more about um, kind of, you know, extreme weather exposure. So you might have some more um, effects from being in the cold um, or from being in differing temperatures, um, you know, California, not so much. Uh, which is probably where the majority of these listeners are. But nonetheless, yeah. the, um, the most important is that with that sun being higher in the sky, you're getting um, more uh, exposure. You know, the reverse of that, I'll just contradict myself for a minute, is if you live in San Francisco, it's probably more important to cover up in the winter because you're going to have some more fog in the summer, right? Um, you, of course, rays still make it through fog, but you're still going to get um, some exposure to the sun there. Um, and then just again, um, the importance of hydration. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, you know, you talked about the moisturizing part of it, but also drinking water to keep hydrated and uh, make sure that our skin, you know, and, and we all have different types of skins, whether it's really dry, flaky, whatever, but that I think it goes unsaid, you know, like exactly. you, hydration. Um, how should summer skincare be approached for different activities? I know we talked about the climates, but uh, like what's the difference, what there might be for those who work outside versus all that work inside during the day? Yeah, so um, with inside, probably one of the most important things to understand is that there's actually some damaging rays that come off of computer screens. Um, that, mm -hmm. that has become, it's a blue light effect essentially. And so mineral sunscreens have a higher ability to protect against blue light and particularly with iron oxides in there, um, zinc, titanium, and iron oxides. Um, and then um, with outdoor, the most important that I think to, for people to consider is just to know if you're going to be either sweating or exposed to water because obviously sunscreen that's not water resistant will wash off. Um, and so having a water resistant sunscreen is probably the most important for, uh, whether you're running or out doing a water activity. And then also 
for people to not forget to protect kind of the underside of their chins and their ears um, and hands where you'll get reflective light off of water as well. You know, you mentioned that in the beginning about even the backs of our hands. And I think, yeah, we, maybe just in general, even at the beginning of COVID, we were taught how to really officially wash our hands and how long, but maybe now take is a good time to really, you just mentioned the backs of our, our ears, on top, mm -hmm. you know, things, places we don't really think about, but that are exposed to the sun. Mm -hmm. uh, rather than just, yeah, our noses and, and whatnot. Uh, so I guess most people think of sunscreens when summer skincare is brought up, but are there other products that would do well for summer besides sunscreens? Um, you know, in our industry, interestingly enough, it's when people use deodorant more often. <laughs> Not yeah. that that's like a health related issue, but I think it's kind of a funny social comment. It's interesting. Um, <laughs> and, um, and otherwise, um, back to the moisturizing, you know, it's really good to, uh, to use a lotion in there with good whole oils. Um, organic ingredients are really important as well. You know what? And can you touch back on the, the deodorant? Because again, you know, I mean, it's just interesting. I think we're learning more as people are really accepting an organic lifestyle and healthy. And what's the difference between organic and then just what you buy off the shelf in the store? And, and why is that good or bad? Yeah. Most important thing to avoid in uh, deodorants is aluminum. And aluminum yeah. can actually be an active ingredient in deodorants. Um, but aluminum is, aluminum is not meant to be um, micronized and then spread into the most sensitive area of our body, which is the lymph nodes, which absorbs. Um, so I think that's the most important thing with, um, with deodorants. Also, um, propylene glycol um, is a petroleum-based gliding agent that's often in um, deodorants. So it's good to avoid that as well. Um, and then, um, yeah, something that, uh, you know, you can try it out. And obviously the scent is really different. That's something that probably people will notice the most with natural deodorants is that um, many of them are scented with essential oils and essential oils will have a different relationship with each person's skin biome and the way that it scent has a smell. Um, so uh, it's not like you can test it in the store. So you kind of got to just try it out and see what you think. Um, but um, going with a scent that, you know, you generally like the smell of and then seeing how it goes with kind of uh, responds with your body is a, is a good way to go there. Uh, you know, it's funny because I, oh, I don't know, a couple of years ago, switched over and I buy organic um, deodorant and I love the smell. I smell during mm -hmm. the day and I'm like, oh, it's, it's very pleasant. And I, I think, gosh, I think everybody should just wipe out that aluminum and, and go organic. I mean, yeah, they, whatever, say, they say it actually takes three months or so to actually detoxify from using a deodorant because your, because your body just creates like a coating. Um, and doesn't have that natural respiration through the skin that it needs to. Um, so that's something for people to note as well. There might be either an odd reaction or an odd connectivity to the scent after trying a new one, especially after trying a new one with clean ingredients. Um, wow. So that's kind of an important thing, thing for people to know, to just be patient and give it time. Well, and then you think about, and again, maybe going off a little topic here, but with the aluminum, all the metals that we're being exposed to, and that can't be good, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And especially, especially under something that we have the ability to control, right? Exactly. We, that's where we can minimize it. Uh, so thanks for bringing that up. What importance do herb, herbal and medicine, uh, medicinal plant, uh, based ingredients play in summer skincare products and, and why are, are they important? 
Well, probably the biggest role um, that some of them play are just to be antioxidants. So they give the, they give skin the power to fight off free radicals on their own. So um, some that we use are green tea extract, um, rosehip oil, uh, bariti oil, or just some examples of oils and extracts that we use that are super high in antioxidants and really just giving that the skin the opportunity to have a, a boost against free radicals. Hmm. Which, are, which would be cancer causing, right? So that's it. It's just giving them power to be strong and rejuvenate within themselves. We also use calendula in um, all of our products and calendula is an incredible medicinal herb that helps rejuvenate healthy skin tissue. Um, is great in almost any product. I don't, I've never heard of anyone having a bad reaction to it. Um, it's just a gentle, beautiful medicinal plant. Hmm. I love that. I mean, it has so many purposes and uh, you know, going clean like that in uh, calendula. Thank you. What are uh, some ingredients in the SPF products that buyers and customers should look for when the, and that will benefit themselves in the environment? So you mentioned, you know, what not to look or have the aluminum. We want to get rid of that. But what, mm -hmm. what are some of the ingredients for the sunscreen SPF? That it, we yeah, in particular, it's really basic. Um, sunscreen is a is a federally regulated. You know, it's an over the counter federally regulated product. Um, meaning that it's regulated by the, the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration. And so they actually require testing. Um, and then when that testing is completed, that's when you start to see drug facts on the back of a product and you'll see the active ingredients and then the other ingredients. So speaking very specifically to the active ingredients, the most important thing that people can look for is non-nano zinc oxide. Zinc mm. oxide is an inert mineral and it is incredibly effective against um, damaging sun rays. Um, and it's the safest sunscreen out there. Secondarily, another one would be titanium dioxide. Um, it's also, uh, if it can be found non-nano as well. Nano means that it's basically just um, crushed down to tiny, tiny little particles. Um, and there's a potential concern that those particles could cross the bloodstream, blood-brain area um, of, the, of the, and kind of be absorbed into the skin. And I would say it's just unknown what the impacts of that are. So that's a very uh, almost technical distinction, but it's important. All you need to know is non-nano zinc oxide, non-nano titanium dioxide in the active ingredient section of a sunscreen and nothing else in that section. And those would probably fall right up at the beginning, right at the top there, if it's an active. Right at the top, right at yeah. the top. Yeah. Wow. Ah, great. That's great advice. This is so interesting, Caroline. Uh, we have to take a quick break. So stay with us and we'll be right back more in just a moment. Looking for healthier snack options? Mother's Market sources organic and non-GMO small batch, high quality, great tasting nuts, dried fruits, snacks, and candy. The goal? To provide you the highest in quality snacks while also offering high nutritional value. Fan favorites include non-GMO peanut butter pretzel bites, organic dried mango slices, and organic dark chocolate peanut clusters. Stop into your local Mother's Market today to explore all the varieties and pick some up to try for yourself. Let's talk menstruation, perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause. These shouldn't be taboo topics. They're the normal life phases we move through as women. And Solaray delivers support every step of the way with her life stages. 
The first-of-its-kind, comprehensive new supplement line offers doctor-formulated solutions at each stage with clinically-backed ingredients you can count on. Own the stage. Buy Solaray at Mother's Market today. Welcome back to the Mother's Market Podcast, and we want to remind you that if you missed any portion of today's show, you can find us on iTunes by searching Mother's Market or download the show from our website, mothersmarket.com. Click the link for podcast and listen to past shows. Plus, download our healthy recipes and money savings coupons, all available at mothersmarket.com. And now back to our interview with All Good founder, CEO Caroline Jewell. And we're talking about keeping our skin healthy and safe during this summer. So, uh, Caroline, you've been really answering some very interesting questions, and I appreciate this. We just talked about what are the good ingredients to look for. What are the ingredients in SPF products that buyers and customers should look out for that may be bad? So in the active ingredient section, all of the chemical sunscreens are to be avoided. And I'll say them out here. People may or may not remember them, but there are about eight that are most commonly used. Um, and um, most of them have been determined to actually cause cancer rather than mm. protect our skins against it, which is a huge irony. Um, but they are oxybenzone, octanoxate, which can also be written as methyloctosinamate, octocrylene, PABA, enzacamine, octosalate, homosalate, avabenzone. So we call those the awful eight. And um, they are not what you want. They have a huge level, high level of toxicity for the skin um, and as well as for um, water systems. So they're absolutely to be avoided in anywhere near um, if there's somebody diving on a reef or whatnot. But ironically, some of the damage in uh, coral has actually come from um, effluents. So it get, goes down the drain systems and then out into the ocean as well. So just generally to be avoided. You know, and that's a really good point too, you just brought up. I, you don't, and we were talking about for ourselves, but also for the environment, you know, and, and we talk about not throwing plastics in the ocean, but literally it's, it's killing the coral and what else, you know, fish, what is it doing with all of that sunscreen and concentrated exactly. areas? Yeah. Oxybenzone in particular was determined to be toxic at 62 parts per trillion. And the visual example of that is one drop of water in six and a half Olympic sized swimming pools. So it's pretty serious and it's interesting. It's really, um, I think sunscreen's really been commoditized and just as something that we've been told, like almost like the milk campaign, drink milk, you know, there's like, there are a lot of ways that you can actually have healthy bones and, 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 you know, safely engage with your life and get calcium without drinking milk. Well, sunscreen was just like kind of across the board where sunscreen, um, it was a huge campaign and, um, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I don't know. It just, it, it makes me sad to see that since the use of sunscreen in this country has increased, so has skin cancer and skin cancer is the mm-hmm. fastest growing cancer. Um, and so I just, I'm like, I don't even know. We, we sell it obviously as a brand, but you know, on a personal level, I just, um, the more and more I learn about the science of it, the more I feel passionate about sharing the importance of people using mineral sunscreen and avoiding chemical sunscreen. You know what? We appreciate you coming on and screaming from the top of the mountain on that because it is, again, really relevant right now, particularly because a lot has come out in the news. But, you know, and then you talk about specific reactions. So we don't see cancer happening. We maybe see some reactions, skin reactions from PABA or whatever else, allergic, but uh, skin cancer, that's just 
yeah, you don't want to mess with that. Uh, I, I have a question for you about, we're kind of going back a little bit on um, vitamin D and everybody's different, really different sizes, but could you, is there kind of a goalpost on how much vitamin D we should be taking? I do highly recommend um, people to get tested and then work with their either nutritionist or naturopath or doctor on it. Cause that's certainly not where I come from, but I can share my personal experience was that I did test and I tested low for vitamin D. Um, my doctor recommended that I take 15,000 I use a day, which I was able to find um, a capsule that had 5,000 per. So I just take three of those mm -hmm. a day. Um, and I think just a general start for people is somewhere between 1,000 and 5,000. And then um, really testing before and after I watched my vitamin D levels go skyrocket um, after using it to a good level, to the safe level. Um, and interestingly enough, my dermatologist uh, was very clear that vitamin lack of low vitamin D is one of the um, biggest causes of um, surface skin cancer. So basal cell, squamous cell, um, actinic keratosis are, um, are all concerns with low vitamin D. And to, I'll take it one little step deeper in this. I actually learned that I also lack the gene to assimilate vitamin D. So I oh. personally cannot get vitamin D from the sun. So that's where a lot of people, that's where a lot of people get vitamin D, right? Is you're like, want to expose yourself to the sun. I happen right. genetically to not have that ability. So I have to take it. Um, and so that's another good example of everybody being completely individually different and needing to know what's going on with their own body. You know, and that, again, another great point, you spend so much time outdoors, it must've come as a little bit of a shock to you that you weren't able to produce that because here you are, you're right. in the, you're on your farm and you're outside and, and all. Uh, so blood test, is that how you test for vitamin D? Yeah. 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 Okay. You can get a script from a primary doctor or a naturopath. Okay. Oh, interesting. Um, let's go back now to how mineral sunscreens work. What I know we've talked about it a little bit, but Let's talk through those um, ingredients and how, how really does it work? Sure. So the two-way sunscreens work are either by absorption and dispersion or reflection. So um, mineral sunscreens work by reflecting most of the rays um, off the top of the skin. There's a, there's a tiny bit of absorption as well, but it just gets, it doesn't go very deep, primarily by reflection. Um, and then... Um, the, the differing way that chemical sunscreens work is that they absorb the UV rays into the skin and then disperse them as heat throughout the mm. skin. Um, very different action altogether. And, um, and that's one of the reasons why um, mineral sunscreens are, are also thicker when you put them on. Sometimes you can see them, like we make ones that are tinted. So it, it basically takes that little white tinge off um, and helps it blend into the skin a little bit better. Um, but that's one of my missions too, is like, it's okay to have a little bit of streak to show that you're wearing sunscreen, because I think we've been trained as consumers to just make sure that nothing appears at all. Um, right. and that is, uh, that's one of the concerns is for people to get used to that, but then actually be damaging their skin by trying that style. I like it. I think I see a whole new media campaign for you. Got right? sunscreen, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Interesting. So uh, we talked a little bit about this too, about how the mineral sunscreens are better for the environment. And um, we talked about what it's doing to the environment, but how does miner do mineral sunscreens help the environment? Well, I think it's more about avoiding the, the toxins. So yeah. um, that's, that's the biggest piece of it. And, you know, our bodies are 
uh, 70 or more percent water. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, it's really important to, uh, to treat our body as a water ecosystem in itself. So avoiding the toxins and avoiding the toxicity is really about it. Uh, the most important that we can do. Great. So this leads me into the reef friendly campaign. Um, so what does that mean? And, and who's involved in this reef friendly campaign? Well, uh, the concept is basically that, you know, we've seen a decline in the, the, um, coral reef habitat and coral reefs um, throughout the world. And there are a number of reasons for that. Um, At first, you know, I felt pretty negative that there could be any potential uh, positive effect from avoiding sunscreens on coral reefs because you have climate change, you have, um, you know, ocean acidification and um, you have the warming of the waters and so many different things that are impacting reefs. But Truth be told, when um, the reefs are not affected by either um, sewage runoff, agricultural runoff, or sunscreen, they've identified places where the reefs can thrive. So um, basically, they have the ability to adapt to all the changing of the climate and the changing of the water, but they don't have that ability to adapt when they're blanketed with chemicals. Um, Mm. So um, that's kind of the general concept of it. And I think anybody in reef science has been a part of the movement. Um, sunscreen companies started to jump on board um, in the last handful of years and really raise awareness around it. Hawaii uh, passed legislation um, to ban two of the most uh, commonly used active sunscreen ingredients, oxybenzone and octanoxate, um, and that bill went into effect this January. So um, that banned the sale of those two active ingredients. And um, we actually started a, um, a non, well, it's just a, a council of, uh, of companies called the Safe Sunscreen Council. So people can go to safesunscreencouncil.org and learn um, much of the science behind all of this and um, be sent resources or learn resources on how to uh, find sunscreens that are reef-friendly. Wow, again, the education behind it, and that's really what it is, the knowledge of knowing how we can help turn things around for the better. Uh, That's right. What can buyers do to look for UVA and UV, UVB protecting sun care, pro, or sun care products? And um, what are the differences there as well? Sure. So most important is on the front um, for it to say broad spectrum protection. Um, that means that it's protecting from many of the different levels of the spectrums of the sun uh, that are damaging. And the difference between the two is that um, UVB is the, are the rays that actually burn us when we're out there in the sun. Um, And then the UVA are the ones that affect us long-term. So many sunscreens and many of the chemical sunscreens in particular are good at protecting for UVB. So you wouldn't see the sun burn right away. But what you don't know is that those rays are in there, um, that the the way that it affects the skin and the cell damage over a long period of time is still happening. So a broad spectrum protection, UVA, UVB on the front panel is what people look for. Okay, thank you. That's interesting too. I'm going to start looking at everything I have in my cabinet here. Start weeding it out. That's right. Um, how and when should sunscreens be applied to our body? I've been wanting to ask you this too, and 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 that is, um, you know, along with the other products that we're already doing for skincare or using, and should we moisturize first and then apply sunscreen? And how often, even if it says it's water, you know, resistant. Yeah. So um, basically, um, you can moisturize before. It's fine. Um, If you have super dry skin, 
uh, I think it's good to test a product. So if somebody has, um, if you have a zinc oxide based sunscreen, some of them feel more moisturizing than others. If it feels really drying, it's okay to moisturize before. Um, and then within an hour before being in the sun um, and then reapply every two hours. Um, and then if you're in the water, uh, be using a water resistant sunscreen and then reapply um, every, it's either 40 minute water resistant or 80 minute water resistant and just follow the instructions on the, um, the front panel. It's one or the other. Um, so it's either water resistant or very water resistant. And then if you're, you know, if, if, if you're like doing like a banana sled and a slide on the grass or something where it's just like constantly being taken off, good time to, uh, to reapply more often than that. Um, you know, every half hour or so. And then another thing to do is just it, once again in the Northern hemisphere here uh, between the hours of 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. is when the sun's the strongest in the summer. So those are uh, times when you can either cover up or take breaks and stuff like that. And should we use a different sunscreen for our face than we do for our bodies? It's not necessary. I think for the face, it's just most important for what feels good on the face. Um, and, um, and then, um, yeah, they can be interchangeable uh, as well. Okay. I, I, I personally use an SPF 50 on my face when I'm in the water. Um, so that's most important. Okay. And let me ask a new question to you. Do we need uh, any protection for our eyes? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. Sun, sun, wearing sunglasses is a great idea in the sun. You can actually get pretty bad sun damage in your eyes. Um, from reflection, either on snow or on water. Yeah, and snow, to snow too. Yeah, that's a yeah. good point. Um, specific type of glasses. On um, are we looking for, you know, for that protection? Would it say on glasses? Yeah, I think polarized glasses and UV yeah. protection glasses. Yeah, they'll okay. they'll generally say. Okay, great, good. Well, great information. Uh, we really appreciate your time. Some great advice, and uh, thanks for your knowledge. We look forward to having you on again in the future. And to check out more information on the website, it's allgoodproducts.com. And thanks, Caroline. We appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. And thanks to Mother's Market. I so appreciate everything they do. Excellent. If you want to learn more health information, check out mothersmarket.com. Get delicious recipes and health guidelines to keep your body in great shape. Thanks for listening to the Mother's Market podcast and for shopping at Mother's Market. The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition.